Hey, Spirit fans, this is Seth Askelson, and I want to personally thank you for tuning in to the OUAZ Athletics Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the Founders Series so far, and hope you continue to tune in each week as great guests keep rolling in. During the first few weeks, the podcast has only been available on OUAZSpirit.com, but I am here to tell you that has changed. You can now access every edition of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast on Spotify, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts. Please tune in, subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast platform. Once again, you can find every episode of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast on Spotify, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts. We hope you enjoy this episode, and we look forward to delivering you quality content all throughout the summer and beyond. Welcome in, OUAZ Spirit fans. My name is Seth Askelson, and thank you for joining us again for yet another edition of the Founders Podcast. My guest today, the Assistant Director of Athletics, Brittany Keller. Brittany, how are you today? Hey, Seth. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's uh, been kind of a wild time, um, you know, with the COVID going on. Our, unfortunately, our athletics got shut down, um, just as baseball and softball and, and beach volleyball and a lot of those sports, golf especially, were getting rolling. But um, how have you and, and how have your family been over the last few months as we deal with a pretty much a century global pandemic? Yeah, I mean, we've been good. We've been trying to focus on the positive a lot and saying, you know, we get to stay home and be healthy instead of we have to stay home. We're trying to kind of have that mindset. Um practice what we preach I guess to our kids uh so we're trying to just be positive it's been fun to honestly be home with Skelly and with my boys um and get to spend a lot of time with them this time of year you said baseball and softball and golf and everything's going on we have a lot of games so I'm kind of in and out of my house a lot so it's been uh, the bright side has been nice to just really have some family time yeah it's uh as you mentioned Skelly the uh, Skelly Keller the head coach of the women's soccer team so the the family aspect is there. And um, I think when a lot of people, at least employees of OUAZ think about the school, it, it really is that family aspect. And what is that like to have um, not only your husband, you know, work in the same office and, and you guys get to see each other a lot and uh, but just the atmosphere in general, where it's very family oriented and, and kids are always around the office and events. And it, it just feels like a huge family. Yeah. So it's awesome. Um, I mean, Skelly and I obviously work in the same department, him being the soccer coach, but we really don't see each other as much as I guess people would maybe think, you know, he's always recruiting at practice with his kids, all kinds of different stuff. And my schedule kind of has me at all the different games that are going on while he's out recruiting on the road. So as much as we do work together, we don't see each other, I think, kind of as much as one would assume. Um, but it's great. It's awesome being able to just hang out with him kind of between between busy times of the day, grab lunch together. Um, it's great. And we get to bring our kids to stuff. I love one of the, my favorite things about OUAZ and the family aspect of it is I bring the boys to all the games. People see me dragging my crazy kids around everywhere, trying to run a game. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I'm really blessed to be able to be in the opportunity to do that. And a lot of our other coaches bring their kids to our similar ages. And we just have this big extended family. And it really is a dream come true as a parent to be able to have that situation for my kids. And then in a work environment too, to just be able to truly love our coaches for who they are as coaches and who they are as family. Um, 
moms, dads, you know, whatever role that they play within their family, it's really awesome to have that relationship kind of 360 with them as opposed to just that in the office experience. Well, you mentioned your uh, two sons, Bodie and Xander, and uh, looking like an absolute superwoman out there running an event on the ground while making sure uh, <laughs> the kids are safe. And um, you moved yourself uh, as well as Skelly and, and a lot of people really in the OUAZ athletic department uh, from Mid-America Nazarene. And what is that like to come into a new place um, and, and a, you know, not only a, a new place for you but a new place in general you know building a program and, and building a brand but still being able to have that some some sort of familiarity and, and family feel without having to go into it cold on day one yeah so I will always say that our move from MNU to OUAZ was a 100% move because we felt like God wanted us here um I loved our time at MNU it was amazing. We were doing amazing. We had just come off a year where we had won a national championship in women's basketball. I loved my job, everything about it. It was a great place. I'm so thankful for my time there. But everything kind of just felt like God was pointing us to come to this when Kevin presented this opportunity to us. Um, and we just, I mean, who are we to say no to something like that? And it was kind of a crazy time in our life. You know, we had actually just um, had Bodie, who was about nine and a half weeks early. Um, we had sold our house when I had him. We had closed on our house the week that I had him. So we lived in a hotel for 30 days while he was in the hospital. And we were flying back and forth here trying to find a place to live before we moved. So it was a really crazy thing, but it was 100% a 100% of God thing. So to be able to have some really great friends who I consider family, Kevin and Kristen, um, and the other coaches that came with us, uh, Matt Keeley eventually joined us here, Matt Gow, who... I mean, is a great friend of ours. He was in our wedding. We were in his wedding. So, I mean, it really was just such a comfortable thing. Um, comfortable, but uncomfortable at the same time. It was a crazy point of our life to move, I suppose. But again, it was just, we felt like God was pulling us here and telling us that we had work to do here. We needed to leave our comfort zone. So it really helped to have some familiar faces who we just love and respect and are just so grateful to have those people in our lives. It was, it's been really awesome. Well, it seemed to have been, um, had to have been the perfect time, right? If you're going to close on your house the week you, you have your son and, and fly back and forth and, and still make that decision through, you know, all the, all the things going on. And when uh, you mentioned Kevin Steele, who's the director of, of athletics, when he mentioned this opportunity to you, what were your first thoughts and, and kind of what was going through your head when you thought, okay, well, maybe I am going to pick up and move my family halfway across the country? So we were excited, you know, Skelly and I um, didn't think we were going to have our son as soon as we were, but we knew we were close. So to come back, Skelly's family is from Arizona. Mine is from New Mexico. So a few hours away, it was really exciting to get back closer to our family, but we just like adventure. We kind of like just the unknown. So for us, it was just a really exciting thing of, Hey, when do you get the opportunity to, to do this ever in life? Um, start something from scratch. For me, I had been working with Kevin, um, for about five years at the time. And I have so much respect for him. Um, and I just think he's so amazing at his job. And I just wanted to continue to learn from him. Um, so it was really exciting to be able to be presented with this opportunity uh, and just figure out, I truly didn't know what this place was going to blow up into. And I still don't know, which is still the fun part, the stressful part of all of it. But it's been it's been a fun ride trying to help navigate that. And it's been an opportunity for me and my role as an assistant AD to really have 
experiences that I probably will never again get in my lifetime. I've been able to be in some decisions that I never would have been otherwise. I mean, the designing of buildings, the planning of a school from the ground up. I mean, that first year, I was helping putting kids in housing. It was just such craziness, but it was experience that I'll never get at any other school. So for me, as someone who wants to learn and it was still relatively new at my job, it was just a once in a lifetime thing that I think will be really valuable for me in the end and hopefully helps make me good at my job. Well, and you've certainly done a, a fantastic job so far um, in your role. And um, you mentioned your first year, you, you may have wore a lot of hats in terms of making decisions on designs and helping students with housing. And um, that uh, isn't too uh, unfamiliar to you as when you look at your time at uh, MNU, you wore a ton of hats. Um, here on, on the OUAZ website, it, it lists that you're the assistant athletic director uh, for business, marketing, and event management, and the athletic business manager, and the head cheerleading coach. What was it like to wear all those hats, uh, not only to be um, a very top administrator at a school that had a lot of success in athletics, but to also be a head coach? So my time as a head coach was great. I love cheerleading. I love coaching my kids. But as soon as I really dipped my foot into the administrative side of things, I knew this was truly what I wanted to do. And that's when I approached Kevin and just said, look, I love cheerleading. I think I'm a pretty good coach, but I think I can be better at this. Um, so I really want to put all my effort into this. Um, so he, And he, I'm very fortunate that he saw some potential in me. I don't know what he was thinking, but he agreed to it. And I really been able to focus on this. I miss my time coaching because I really do miss the one-on-one -on -one relationships I was able to have with my kids as a, as a coach. But I'm fortunate that I still kind of get to scratch that itch, especially with Skelly having the girls over all the time. I really get to be involved with them. And I think one of the great parts about working at, in the NAI is the relationships that we're able to have with the kids in general. So I get to work with student workers and staffing them our kids to work different different games different events we have on campus and I really get to know the kids you know outside of their sport I get to see them play but I get to hear the personal side of them I get to see their work ethic in a different environment and it kind of creates a different relationship than I think they even have with their coaches and for me that's what I love about this is getting to really know the kids um, so all those back to your question all those different hats that I wore I think I'm one of many people within the NAI who do the same thing so I'm not anything special but it again, is one of the great things about working at our level is there's no day that is ever the same, um, luckily, because it would, I think it would get boring quick. But, you know, at any point in the day, I can say, okay, I need to work this on work on this or work on that. And I can completely shift my mind from one thing to another, which is great. And I think helps make me a little bit better um, sometimes at my job, because, you know, you don't, you're not staring at the same thing all day long. Uh, so it really helps with that. But at the end of the day, being able to wear all those hats helps me get involved with different people on campus, even aside from our kids, just different administrators on campus, different staff members, faculty members on campus. And I really love that because I also love to see how those people are pouring into our kids' lives and kind of the influence that they have on the kids as well. Well, definitely uh, anybody who's been around the OUAZ com community knows how tight-knit uh, the administration and, and the athletic department are and, and how they are, do work hand in hand to build the school. And you're one of the people that uh, day one got to really build a school and, and see where it is today. But uh, on the, on the first day and in the first months and that first year, what were kind of your thoughts? What was your first reaction when you got to the school and it was, you know, founders hall and it was the, the famous parking lot that is now spirit <laughs> field. Uh, what was, what was your first thoughts? And, and did you ever think that 
within three years, uh, there would be top tier facilities on those same yes. grounds that were once dirt. Yeah, so I didn't actually ever get to see a lot of people got to come on a visit and meet with Kevin Eichner and Dennis Steiner and a lot of people and kind of really get to have the vision explained to them. Um, when Skelly and I were actually supposed to come out and do that on that day is when I went into labor. So I missed that whole tour with everybody. So when I came out here for the first time, it was by myself after I had already accepted the job. And I was here for 24 hours just looking for a house while Skelly stayed back with the baby um, at the hospital. So I kind of really was shocked because it really was a parking lot and a building and I didn't have anyone there to really kind of sell me on it so it was a little bit scary of wow there really is nothing um but it was exciting because again I just had absolute faith that we were supposed to be here I had faith in the people who were doing this um and we were just ready to take the leap but it's been so exciting to see those infamous flags that were in the dirt and just get to see everything really literally come up from the ground it's been amazing uh, I, again, there's just not many people who are in our jobs who are able to say they've experienced something like what we all have, which is, again, I think something that makes us all closer because it's just, it's been an absolute roller coaster of a ride that we've been on. You know, those first few months were just kind of, there was a few nights where it was like, what are we doing here? It seemed like we were working all the time. Just, there was no kids around. There was, and there was no nothing. We were just trying to recruit kids to start up. So Sometimes you kind of lost sight of the vision, I guess, because there weren't the students around to be that reward at the end of the day to say, okay, this is paying off. We are influencing these kids. We're able to give something back. So those first, those first few months were rough until we really got kids on the ground, and then it got really exciting again. Now, you mentioned uh, the first time you were out here, you didn't really get the, you know, the vision explained, but did you, um, at any point, once you moved to Arizona and, and started to meet with everybody, did you end up getting the... Uh, famous parking garage tour that's uh, definitely um, going to be etched in OUAZ lore for, for a long time to come. Did you ever get that famous tour? Oh, yes. I was able to get that tour, and then I was able to be part of that tour for many people after that. You know, as we were applying to be part of the NAI, we had different groups of people out showing and giving that giving that famous speech. So I got to, I did have it told to me and then I got to be part of telling that to other people too. And it was, it's been really fun. It's a funny story. I know everybody says it, but it, you really did have to be there to experience it, to appreciate it. When you were told that you were going to have to start selling the story and, you know, given that tour, how did you really believe it in your head at first when you were giving the story or did it, did it take a a few times out of your mouth before you really started to to believe? You know, maybe I was just really naive, but I absolutely believed it. I just, I mean, we were, we were building something that I'm going to keep saying it again, that I felt like we were called to do. And I just, I felt like it was, it was just going to happen. And we were going to have, we were going to do something special here. And I still couldn't fully tell you, I mean, I'll keep saying it, that God has us here for a reason. And I still, honestly couldn't tell you what that reason is I don't know yet it hasn't become super clear to me but it but we are and it's really exciting and it's what makes every day exciting um and special yeah and um obviously if you're gonna move yourself and, and a brand new baby boy halfway across the country you have to at least believe it a little bit at the beginning and um you know what you were told and, and what you were telling others is starting to come to life what was that like when you started to see the drawings and the designs and the layouts of these buildings. And then, you know, shovels are in the dirt and all of a sudden things are becoming a reality. What was that feeling like when you said, when you started to see, okay, this is actually happening? 
you know, there's a specific memory that I have, and I don't know if I'll ever forget it. It was uh, the our first football game um, that we kicked off everything. I mean, pregame, everything went through. It was our first game. We literally were fixing things to get the stadium open like five minutes before it was supposed to open and kickoff happened. And I was standing next to Kevin Steele and we just like hugged each other. And it was just this surreal moment that I literally don't think I will ever forget. And I don't know why that specifically of all the different things that we've started and all the different memories that we've had in the first we've had, but that is something that I think I will always remember and cherish as one of the really just like, wow, we've done this. We've really done something here. And everything that we've done is credit first and foremost to God, but our mate, our staff, our coaches, head coaches, assistant coaches, grad assistants, we seriously have the best people in the entire country working for us. It's just, we're asking them to do crazy things, especially at the beginning. We asked them to do some insane things and everybody just, you know, put their head down and did it. And we always joke that somebody should have been writing down some of the craziness that was happening during those first few days first few months and created a book from it because it was just like is this real life but a hundred percent credit to our coaches to our everybody who was involved in getting kids here from the beginning it was amazing um so really the biggest most proudest moment has to go to them because they're truly the ones that did it all the buildings and everything that we've created have been amazing but none of that could have been done without the coaches selling all of this and selling themselves to these kids to get them here well you mentioned that uh maybe there should have been a historian or a scribe writing down what was going on in those uh, first few months but uh in this podcast it's almost turned into um an oral history of those first few months as a lot of people have told great stories about uh the early on days of OUAZ and I think the one that has stood out to me was Matt Gow uh the men's head soccer coach when he said that you know, some days you just didn't know what your office was going to be. You'd walk in one day and you were at cafeteria style tables and then you were into a room and they kicked you out because they needed it for a classroom. What were those first few months like um, going between buildings, changing offices and um, just kind of, as you said, doing things on the fly and doing a lot of crazy things that uh, not a lot of athletic departments and not a lot of people would probably ever imagine they would have to do. Yeah, it was, I mean, everything that everybody says, it was, you walk in and it's, my stuff is gone. Well, yeah, today we needed it for this. Um, I think I moved offices like three different times before we moved to the building. I would say we were at most recently before a permanent one, but we were there for a year. Um, the coaches had it way crazier than I ever did. So I have no room to complain or say anything. Um, they were literally in the hallways with laptops on their laps. Um, just trying to trying to find a spot to work we had limited furniture at the time because we were still getting rid of the previous tenants furniture in the building so they truly didn't know what to expect um it now looking back on it I mean we all laugh it's funny but credit to them because in the moment they at least did a good job of hiding it if nothing else you know we didn't hear people complaining it wasn't a huge deal it was you know they just did what what had to be done it was there was a bigger goal at hand than worrying about who was sitting where each day um at the most recent building as you mentioned before uh the move to the odell center you had your own office space um unlike a lot of the other coaches who would share you know cubicle type offices with uh, other sports and other coaches did skelly ever give you a hard time about having your own office space oh my gosh skelly gives me a hard time about everything so <laughs> there's very few things that he doesn't say hey why do you get to do this and i don't or why do you move that and i don't um, so it's, it's fun. 
uh, I get to kind of poke fun of him at things like that sometimes, uh, depending on the mood, sometimes it's more serious or not, but I have fun with that. Um, and he's great. He is so supportive and just, he understands how hard I work and he really doesn't, doesn't poke too much fun at some of that stuff. Um, because he, he gets it, but he is, it is fun to joke kind of back and forth about that. One of the things he tells people, which is totally not true, but he likes to tell people that I'm his boss at, at work and at home. Um, so I appreciate it. At least I'll let him think that I'm not going to correct him in front of people, but it is not true at all. I'm not his boss at work, <laughs> but if he wants to think that more power to him. Yeah. I, I, he's, uh, he's putting his own, um, you know, hierarchy in his head of, uh, how things go at work and at home. So as you mentioned, you're not going to correct them. Uh, if he's yeah, who am I to say anything? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, <laughs> as, I mean, as time went on, right, I, buildings don't just show up in a day. As they say, Rome isn't built in one day. Uh, obviously, you were um, a big part in construction meetings and design meetings. And um, as you were going through those meetings and, and you're seeing things getting built, and, you know, there was eventually a um, date set uh, eventually into the building by the second home game in terms of uh, the use of facilities, not the offices. But um, as these milestones and these dates are are coming up and things are starting to get real, what is that feeling like that, okay, everything we've talked about, everything we're building towards um, for these last three years is starting to become a reality? You know, there's still some days I don't truly believe it because I feel like we weren't really in our offices that long before we we were told we had to stay at home and all of this craziness of this virus hit. We moved in, in what, middle of January and by middle of March, we were told to work from home. So it, there's some days where I feel like it truly hasn't sunk in because not that much time has passed um, as far as being able to have that office space. But with the buildings coming up, you know, it's just been so great to hear. I think the biggest reward is hearing our kids just excited about little things like being able to wash their, wash their practice stuff at the facilities, just having the appreciation of having practice on campus instead of driving to the high school down the road. You know, it's just hearing how grateful our kids are has just been absolutely everything and all of the hard work that went to behind it. And, you know, the people who designed this building, the different minds that went into this, I, you say I was involved in it and I feel like I was just a mere spectator, just kind of listening into everybody, but they truly, some really smart minds went into this to make this a really first-class facility. And I think our kids can see that and truly appreciate it. And I hear a lot of visitors, you know, come in for the first time to our building and they're just kind of like, wow, especially that gym. It's so huge when you walk into and those press box offices upstairs and you just hear people's reactions and it just makes you feel, warms your heart a little, just knowing like, okay, someone someone sees the work that went into this and it's appreciated and it makes it all worth it what was your feeling when you're starting to take these final inspections whether it be on the third floor with the offices in the press box or the first floor with the gym and the locker room and as you're walking through everything what is that feeling like that okay you know this is real we can start using these things this is no longer a dream this is something that will be a very real reality yeah i mean i there's a lot of uh, being scared involved in that because you know you always don't want to be the person you've walked in you know you've walked into a facility and you kind of see the layout of it and you look around and you're like who designed this thing like what were they thinking you don't want to be that person so <laughs> I think there was a lot of like oh my gosh did we do this right and I mean you do everything you can within your limits but there's a lot of those kind of second guessing yourself questions I think going through your mind of wow 
I don't want to, I don't want to be that person that people are like, what was, what were they thinking? Why would they put their name on something like this? So there was some of that, but then it was just for me personally, again, just being involved in something that I don't think I ever would be anywhere else. There was just so much pride and like, wow, I, I was in the room when all of these decisions were being made. I was able to, you know, have a voice and have an opinion and kudos to everybody who was involved in it, who truly all of the men and women involved in this project. Again, me, I'm just, I'm an assistant athletic director. I'm truly not anybody that important. And they really, they let me have a voice in some of these decisions. Kevin really let me make, have an opinion on a lot of it. And I, I don't know many people who I can say would do that. So again, so much appreciation and respect for him for allowing me to have such a big part in something that, I mean, I probably truly have no business being a part of. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know a lot of people around the office appreciate the work you put in and would definitely say uh, you're more important than you make yourself out to be, at least uh, on this podcast. And, and we know we all appreciate the work. And um, when it comes to the building, I think the big, uh, the christening day of, you know, Faith Arena and Odell Center was Halloween night um, in 2019, the first ever event in Faith Arena. Um, what was that like? the first time you saw the video board light up and, you know, people are coming in for an event and, you know, starting lineups are going and, you know, all of a sudden the video board is on and, and it's a live game feel. We're no longer at a high school. We're at our own facility and, and putting together um, a pretty special event. Yeah. So for me, I didn't really get to sit down and kind of take it all in um, similar with football and any other really event that we host being the person who runs um, all of the games, I don't truly get a second to kind of sit back and watch it all. It's more of a, okay, is this going on? Is this going on? Reading down the script, making sure that we're on time, on schedule, everybody's doing their job. So that really wasn't during the game that I had any excitement truly. Um, if I'm being honest, when the games were at the high schools, it was much easier for me to enjoy the game because there was a lot more that I couldn't control. <laughs> um, so making sure that the event was put on well and that we were doing justice to the building and to our kids, to our student athletes, um, it was a lot of craziness. But I do remember at the end of that night, everybody left and we were locking things down and just sitting in there and going, okay, well, we did it. Then how do we make it better the next time? And I think that's the mindset that, you know, you and Josh and I, whenever we run games, I think that's what makes it the three of us special to work with is I don't ever, we don't ever want to settle on anything. How do we make the next one better? There's not ever going to be something that was good enough. Um, and Kevin Steele does a great job of challenging us that too, if you know, okay, great event, but now what are we going to do next time? And it sounds like, I guess that could be frustrating of never being satisfied, but it really is fun because especially with all this new technology we have, you mentioned that massive video board that we have that we're still learning how to fully use to the best of its capabilities, you know, okay, what can we incorporate now to make it better, to make it even more special for our kids? And then we started adding things like the player intro videos that you created, which are just so cool and different. The lights were able to go out with the spotlights, you know, just adding a little bit, something every time that our kids can kind of keep them on their toes and keep them excited about everything. Yeah. You mentioned uh, never being satisfied and it could be frustrating, but I know uh, you, Josh and I are, always talking about uh, you know game day presentation and how do we make this better and um, I think that's kind of the way the school and the department kind of looks at things as well right like hey we're here and and we've made a lot of good strides but how do we get better and um, obviously you don't have a you know the head coach of a program so it's kind of hard to say well you know 
what does next year look like to take a big step forward for your program. But I guess for you, what are you looking forward to next year? And, and what are some of the big things, what are some of the big steps um, you're personally looking to take um, and, and you want to hope the department takes uh, coming into this next uh, school year? Yeah, so I think we, for the age of our school, have already taken as a department some massive steps, you know, aside from the buildings, aside from the facilities, but what our coaches have done, you know, the really successful seasons that we've had already up to this point, I was super disappointed for the spring to get cut, especially for, for all of our kids, no matter what, um, but really especially for Coach Coach Tina because I mean, they were set up to do something really special um, at that NAI national national golf tournament. So I was really disappointed that they didn't get to see that one through. We got to see them do something hopefully really great. Um, so I'm excited for her to have another chance. You know, I'm excited for all of our teams to really come out. And I think everyone's really excited about the recruits that they're bringing. So see all of our coaches' hard work just kind of being put out onto the field. I know for them, I can speak to it anyways from what I see at home like you know Skelly put so much time into the recruiting side of things which is not the fun part for a coach I mean it's not fun to not be coaching your sport not be out on the field and you know that's the majority of their time is spent so seeing all that hard work you know finally come come out onto the field in every single sport for all of our coaches I'm excited for them to take that next step we did some really great stuff at the NCCA level this um, last year Hopefully we can break more teams into the NAI national tournaments, um, into their respective tournaments. That'll be really exciting. But just to see our campus grow, um, grow in size, grow in maybe more buildings, grow in spiritually, just again, growth is kind of the theme for us right now. Just being so young, it's hard to, it's hard to say what the future is. One of my favorite things that Kevin Steele always says is we have to remember we're going into year four. So what does a four-year-old look like? Well, I have a four-year-old at home, so I can tell you what that looks like. And it's a mess. <laughs> and we are not a mess by any means so it always makes me feel really good but it's one of the great ways to put it into perspective of what we are you know some days there's really great days and it's just like wow I love my job I love doing this and some days it's exhausting and tiring and you're like oh my gosh what did I get into but it's the perfect way to describe it and I think again I'm just excited to see kind of that up and down trend that we have next year that every department has at any you know any age you just have no idea but seeing how our coaches persevere against different situations seeing how our kids persevere against different situations there's a lot going on in the world right now so seeing our kids hopefully being able to teach our student athletes um, just you know how to be how to be productive citizens and how to be just good human beings and loving people I'm excited to be able to bring them on campus and have our coaches who I just think are fantastic at that and having our administrative staff just be able to pour into them. Yeah. If there's one thing about OUAZ and its faculty and its students, it uh, is perseverance and um, somehow, some way OUAZ continues to, to make it through um, what may be, you know, seen as rough waters, but um, the school always pulls through. And uh, I know we're looking forward to, uh, pulling into the 2020 fall season. Uh, Britt, before we let you go, um, is there anything you want to say to the OUAZ community, um, the city surprise, or just those that love watching OUAZ athletics? Is there any final words you want to give to them? I mean, the biggest thing I can say is thank you to anyone who's a supporter of any near, far, everywhere. Thank you for everything you've done for OUAZ. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the coming out to the games and supporting our kids. Thank you for the different you know, there's different community members that have fed our kids. Any way that you can support our student athletes, it's just thank you so much because 
we just want to create an experience for them that's unforgettable. And we want to create an experience for our fans that's unforgettable too. And I think the best way that we can do that is by creating those relationships. So just a big thank you to everybody. And we're excited for this next year. I think we have another year of just some really special records to set um, in what in just a lot of different aspects and records in the classroom, records on the court, on the field. I'm excited. So hopefully in, even if it may look a little different, your support, if it's not physically there, hopefully we can find some new ways to get people to really be involved with this again this year and really support our student athletes. Well, as you mentioned, uh, even if it's not physical, the support for OUAZ, no matter how it's done, um, is always appreciated. And Brittany, uh, your time is always appreciated here as well. Thank you again for joining us. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Thank you, sir.